0: You know, from from time to time on the podcast, um, you know, we do different things and discuss topics that impact small businesses, uh, consumers, families, individuals. Today, we'll cover something that really touches almost all of those, and maybe even more. Now, it should be very interesting. Hi, everybody, Jim Mitchell, and I've got the privilege of you know hosting these weekly discussions and enjoy the topics we cover. and And today, we touch on something that we haven't done before. And considering we've been at this for about four years, it, it surprises me when we find new things. But but this is a, is a very interesting topic, and we're going to look at how the law impacts pets and pet owners. Now, keep in mind that the pet product industry generated over $55 billion in consumer activity last year. And right now they're projected to grow at a rate of about 4% a year. So that means in a few years, by about 2018, it'll be a $67 billion industry per year. So a lot of ways that the law is going to touch that and a lot of impact. So today, Attorney Kelly Anderson of Bell Law Limited is going to talk to me about some of those laws and things we want to talk about. So, Kelly, uh, very interesting. I'm, I'm glad you're here. Thanks for being, being available today.
1: I'm glad to be here. Thanks.
0: So let's start at a high level uh, as we talk about pets and associated laws here in Illinois. What are some of the ways that um, they intersect in our state? Where do the laws touch pets and pet owners?
1: Well, there's, there's, there's a number of ways. And, and, it's, and it's not necessarily just pets, too. Animals in general, um, even if they're not pets, are, there's laws that apply to them, too. But in terms of um, some of the big ones that affect people, I think, the most, there's a Humane Care for Animals Act, and that's spelling out an owner's duties to his animal and any consequences of neglect. Um, there's uh, offenses. In, for that act could result in misdemeanors, um, even class four felonies if, if you've done it a few times. There's animal guide laws out there that uh, regard assistant animals and guide dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, there's obviously dog bite laws. We've all heard about you know people getting bitten by dogs and that comes within the Animal Control Act and that makes an owner or keeper of any animal liable for injuries to people, what, whether, whether or not caused by the bite by a bite, even if it's just caused by um, you know some act of the animal uh, of aggression, um, it, they could still be held liable. And there's also, of course, dog fighting laws. Um, there's this is in place in all 50 states, and obviously after the whole Michael Vick incident, um, these have mm-hmm. only become more specific and stringent. Um, and then there's also laws related to domestic violence, and um, in. In cases where there's a battle over custody of a pet, um, if there's been abuse in a family, there's um, laws in place for the protection of animals in in those sorts of situations.
0: Well, that's very, as you said, very broad and and a lot of different interesting angles there. Now, as we talk about these laws, have they all been around for a while, or are we starting to see some new laws added to the books as this becomes even a bigger and bigger industry and and more prevalent? (laughs)
1: absolutely we're um, we're seeing some new laws um, a lot of things are just in the uh, in the you know proposed stage, but I think it- things are only going to start appearing more and more and getting passed. Um, for instance, there's now a lemon law, a pet lemon law that um, it's already passed in the house. And what this law basically says, if, if you buy a pet from a pet store and then a veterinarian determines within 21 days that the animal is sort of unfit due to illness or disease or a contagious inf- um, infection or something, then um, you would have the option to get a replacement pet, a full refund of the money, or being reimbursed by the pet store for any fees in um, you know for the vet. Um, that's one of them out there. You hear of you know car lemon laws, but it's, it's kind of unusual to have a pet lemon law. Um, there's also a uh, proposed law making it illegal to have a dog behind the wheel of the car. Um, This one is is in the very early stages. But, you know, it it makes a whole lot of sense to me. You know, we don't want people texting and driving or doing anything distracting. Well, certainly having a car sitting in your lap would be a distracting thing. Um, But at this time, the proposal is just that there be a $25 fine for any violation of this. However, the caveat is they can't pull you over or you can't be pulled over by an officer for just this alone. It would just be – there would have to be some other violation that they would pull, be pulling you over for, which seems kind of silly to me, but right. that's where it's at right now. There's also well, um, one other one. That, go ahead.
0: No, I, tell me more. Tell me more.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's, um, there's a tethering law that was actually passed, I believe, in uh, 2013, making it um, – Making stringent laws on tethering a dog, um, the owner needs to make sure it's not tethered in a way that would allow it re- to reach property of um, another person, the public walkway or road, and they also have to have a 10-foot leash. If they're, they need to be um, tethered by a 10-foot long leash, and um, if if uh, if they. Tether their dog, and the dog is doesn't have enough food, water, or shelter. They could get up to three years in
0: jail under this law. Wow! Wow! Okay. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Now, you mentioned um, laws here in Illinois, and, and uh, with the reference to dog fighting, that uh, you know all fifty states have laws. Is it true that you know within the state of Illinois that many municipalities kind of establish their own laws in this regard as well? So it could be different from town to town.
1: Absolutely, um, it definitely could be. However, there is the overarching Illinois pet laws that really um, each county is supposed to implement. And um, I mean, they can implement it in their own way and have some um, have some leeway in doing so. But there is sort of an overarching act that everybody is supposed to be complying with.
0: Okay, and I just I do want to go back and, and cover one that you had mentioned just a minute ago because um it, you know it certainly caught my attention and I, you know i'm a big proponent of the laws that that prevent cell phone use of cell phones in cars and, and you mentioned someone texting and driving and you mentioned now a a law in which um uh, it may be prohibited to have a pet on their lap now just to be clear this is not a law that's in effect yet it's it's working its way through the uh through the house or through the senate
1: exactly it is it is not in place yet although i i think it should be
0: <laughs> mhm yeah yeah, that's one that really but bothers yet. me. not yet, and you know these very, things. Yeah.
1: yeah, these these things can sit, unfortunately, um, you know, in in the areas of government for a long time before they get passed. But at least at least it's out there and and being discussed.
0: Okay, um, well we're talking to Kelly Anderson of Lavelle Law and uh, getting a, a really a great recap of some of the laws regarding animals and pets and pet owners. Um, and we've really just kind of scratched the surface here. a lot more to come as we continue. Um, now, this sounds like it's going to be one of those topics where um, a lot of people are going to talk about it. Uh, you may want to share this information with others. So do, do let people know that this podcast can be downloaded from, from iTunes, here on Blog Talk Radio, or from Um I think that, uh, as well, you might want to, uh, if you have questions, um, reach out to Kelly at Lavell Law, uh, the number there, 847 847- Seven zero five seven five five five. Now, you know, pets to some people are part of the family, and um, you know, their care and and concern is a very emotional thing for people. You mentioned um, in terms of abuse, custody battles. That as as you know, people go through divorces and and other splits in terms of property. I assume that uh, pets sort of become something that has to be considered in in those. Uh, those proceedings and someone may end up with or without a pet that was a part of their family for some time.
1: Yeah, and this is an area where I hope that or, you know, I anticipate that there will be changes in the future. Right now, um, there's no remedy for couples who want custody or visitation of their pets. Even if they agree to a visitation schedule, in Illinois it really can't be upheld by the courts. Pets here are treated as property. um, And because of that, often, you know, if there's a a custody battle over an animal, it comes down to a valuation of that animal. It comes down to it being property and how it's valued and how it gets split. So, you know, if parties can't agree who's going to get the pet, it could result in the court um, deciding to give the pet to one spouse in exchange for monetary value or selling the pet and splitting the proceeds, which obviously nobody's going to want to do. But, um, you know, animal advocates all over the country are pushing to change that that kind of law, which is is prevalent, um, so that the courts will start looking at what's in the best interest of the pet, much like they would for a child.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's talk about one of the more serious issues and aspects of this, which is um, pet bites. Um, Again, you mentioned it briefly before. What what is the pet owner's liability when a pet that they uh, that they own bites someone else?
1: yeah and it's just not limited to bites either, even just um, you know even if they are somehow injured by a pet. but Illinois has a statute um, in place that makes an owner or a harborer or keeper of any animal, um, whether a dog or not, liable for injuries to people uh, whether caused by a bite or without negligence of the owner and for instance, this could extend to someone babysitting their neighbor's dog and uh, potentially others if they were negligent. Um, but, for instance, there was a 1980 case that held an owner responsible when its horse bolted and ran into the road killing a rider. So, um, you know, if, if a pet causes any sort of injury by an act of aggression or une- unexpected, um, you know, unexpected something and somebody gets injured, then um, that you're potentially liable as the owner.
0: And what, uh, what are some of the possible outcomes that, are? Does, that does that lead to... A fine or jail or what you know what might happen if yeah, they held accountable.
1: Absolutely, it could lead to most likely um, you know it, depending on what type of case it is. If somebody is killed, certainly it could result in a you know a felony conviction. Um, and otherwise, I think if 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 it's not a severe injury, likely um, you know the. County is going to step in and, and ask you to microchip your animal or impound the animal for observation um, and possibly you know fine you if you don't do as they ask you to do but also um, you know there are some caveats if, if an animal has been provoked in any way, that's a defense to um, to one of these actions.
0: And are there still laws that uh, deal with what would be considered I don't know the right term here, but but certain species that are considered more dangerous, like, you know, the pit bulls and things that um, tend to be more aggressive animals. uh, Is is there sort of a different set of laws that uh, exist for those?
1: Yeah, well, under the Animal Control Act, there's definitely a definition of what dangerous and vicious dogs are. In Illinois, though, there's no distinction between breeds, and and in most states that's the case, although some people believe there should be. But, um, you know, a dangerous dog is any dog or animal that um, unleashed or unattended behaves in a manner that, you know, a reasonable person would believe they are a threat um, and it could cause serious physical injury. Same with a vicious jog. Vicious is, you know, just more severe. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, the counties required to enforce enforce the terms of the Animal Control Act. They can, um, you know, authorize animal registration. They can, you know, investigate situations. They're authorized to go into people's homes and um, talk to witnesses if if there's been some sort of allegation of of an injury or abuse
0: and And we've talked a lot about dogs here, but in the last minute or so, I just wanted to ask are there uh, are there also laws that um deal with the ownership of other what we might perceive to be dangerous animals like snakes or we keep hearing of people who have alligators? I assume that those are definitely banned, and ownership is not allowed but But what do the laws cover in terms of things outside of the ordinary pet species that we might experience in in the house?
1: There, there are laws um, regarding undomesticated pets, much like much like there are for for pets. It's it's you know they, there's a determination whether they're you know dangerous and um, they need to be kept in you know obviously certain conditions so that they're not affecting the public.
0: Is it safe to say, no matter what type of pet you're getting, I say you know probably anything besides some fish in an aquarium that. You know, before you commit to spending money and and committing to to purchasing a pet, that you at least take into consideration what the laws are and know that you have some liability, and it should always be considered before you make the investment.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Do your research and make sure that if you're buying a pet from a pet store that they've given you some background information on the pet and um, certainly their immunizations and or, I'm sorry, vaccinations so that you can be sure that you're getting a, a healthy pet too.
0: Okay. Well, um, Kelly Anderson of Lavelle Law has been the guest today, and unfortunately we've kind of run up against the clock here, as as usually happens. But many thanks to Kelly. Very informative, a great conversation. And again, uh, LavelleLaw.com is uh, the place I'd suggest you stop by to get more information or give Kelly or any of her colleagues a call at 847-705-7555. And come join us again next week, and we'll have another conversation for you right here on Chicago's Legal Latte. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. If you have any questions or topics for a future episode, please call Lavelle Law Limited at 847-705-7555 or email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com.